with balance, I think that's very tied to the mom guilt that we feel. So we feel like we have to be all things to all people. And so what I found is I would find myself thinking when I was really amazing at work, I was, my kids were getting short shrift. Like they just weren't, they weren't getting the best of me. And then when I was being this amazing mom, maybe I wasn't like a superstar at work. And like, that's a little bit on me because I'm a type A personality and I like to be a superstar. But all that to say, why does it have to be either or, right? And so I don't think they will ever fully be in balance, but I also think it's about adjusting expectations. And I think that's what I really advocate for. You're listening to the Embrace Simplified podcast, where you will be inspired to unlock simpler, healthier ways to live your life. I'm a corporate ladder climber turned entrepreneur on a mission to help busy women feel their best. I'm bringing you real conversation with all my favorites, and we're talking wellness, relationships, money, business, career, and even parenting. I want you to laugh and cry, learn and grow right alongside me. I'm your host, Kirsty. Let's keep it real. Pour your coffee and turn it up. Together, we are going to simplify our life. Hey, and welcome back to the Embrace Simplified podcast. I hope you guys are doing well. I hope you are enjoying summer. I hope that you are giving yourself permission to disconnect and unplug and or taking time off whatever it is that helps you first so that you can help the people in your life that depend on you. I hope that you're doing all those things. Today's conversation is with Michelle Riddell. I am so excited for you guys to hear this one. She is a beautiful friend. She is a mom of three. She used to be my neighbor in Toronto (laughs) and she's also in PR. She's a strategic communicator, a storyteller. She is trained in media relations and crisis management internal and executive communications. And she's worked with beautiful brands. Her LinkedIn profile is is linked in the show notes. LinkedIn link is in the show notes. That's what I wanted to say. So connect with her there and also feel free to tag Michelle and I on Instagram when you're listening and let us know what your takeaways are. This conversation came out of an exchange that we had going back and forth about some articles about women in the workforce right now and some of the issues pre and post pandemic that women are facing in the workforce. And so Michelle and I were going back and forth and we were talking about our perspectives and opinions on these articles. And then we were like, we need to hit record and have this conversation so we can share with you. So the show notes are packed with links to some of those articles in case you want to dig deeper. Maybe it's something that you need to bring to the attention of your executive team in your workplace. Maybe it's something that can help you better support your clients. There's so many reasons why we need to be having these conversations because we want women to feel seen and know that they're not alone in the struggles that they're going through right now. So listen share with us, leave us a review. I absolutely love when you leave me a review. It helps more people find the podcast. I truly appreciate you all for listening. Thank you guys so much. Enjoy. Welcome to the podcast, Michelle. I'm so excited to be here and a little nervous. I'm not going to lie to you. It's very different than chatting in our driveway. 
Right. Okay. Michelle and I were neighbors or around the corner from each other neighbors in the city. And obviously we keep in touch and like we have very similar aged kids. And this is so fun for us because we're getting to like catch up, but also record this episode. And the the reason that this episode came to be is that we were kind of like exchanging these like articles and messages about where women are at right now in the workplace and juggling all the things. And then I was like, oh, this, this is juicy. We need to have a whole recorded conversation about this. So thank you for being here. No, thank you for having me. I'm so excited. This is a topic I feel incredibly passionate about and I get so worked up and fired up about it. So I'm excited. Oh. Let's, let's dive in. We want you to get fired up. Okay. So for people that don't know Michelle, can you tell them a little bit about yourself and who you are? Sure. So I am a mom of three. I have a nine-year-old, a six-year-old, and an almost two-year-old. I am a wife. I am a communicator by the trade and I think by passion. I've spent many years working in the corporate world and also in the political world in Canada. And yeah, I'm just really passionate about communications and clear communications, but I'm also really passionate about women's issues. And I'm most definitely pretty open feminist in terms of, you know, wanting to advocate for women's rights, women's issues. And so this topic is very near and dear to my heart. Oh, I love that. I feel like anytime I talk about my daughter being bossy, but me being like excited about that, Michelle's like the first person to respond to be like, yes. like <laughs> Yes, it's leadership. That's not bossiness. I will caveat. I was also that bossy little girl. So right? Very I close to my heart. <laughs> I still am that bossy little girl. But I remember it being like seen like it was not like you needed to like quiet that part down. When, in our, at least when I was growing up, it was like, don't be too bossy or you're bossy or all those things were kind of like negative, which I don't even know that that language like is in Stella's world because we look at it so differently now. Like our generation looks at it as leadership. We're just like. Well, we're dating ourselves, right? So like we were yeah. 80s, 90s babies. And so yeah. you're right. It was very much like don't. You're going to scare people away. They're not going to want to be friends with you. And I remember actually to your point, like one of my teachers telling my mom one day that I, I was bossy. And I think this is where it comes from. My mom is like, I don't know. She's my hero, first of all, but she's also like, I don't, I hate the word girl boss because it is so like cliche, but she is like a true boss. Like she raised two kids, ran a hobby, 10 acre hobby farm, put herself through night school. She went back to school twice now and is like a wine sommelier and a professional fromagier. And so that she like shot that teacher down and was like, no, my daughter has leadership and my daughter is, you know, a leader, not a follower. And so it was always really encouraged in my world, which was not the norm for that time. To your point, like it was it was a negative. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Oh, I love your mom, too. She's so much fun. <laughs> I mean, like I always tell her, up. I, yeah. she's, who I want, she's who I want to be when I grow up. Oh, I love that. Okay. So she's probably listening to this right now. She's going to be so proud of you. And, and I'm, I am so proud of you. So you have this beautiful career in communications. And, and I know that you are advocating for so many issues in workplaces all the time in your workplace. Can you tell us a little bit about what you think is going on for women right now in the workplace? Yeah, that's like, a tough one. And it's complex. I think, I mean, first of all, we would be like remiss not to acknowledge COVID. I think COVID was, I mean, listen, I think there was some good and some bad coming out of it. I think talking to some of my own mom friends, they've said it was a chance to pause. It was a chance to reflect. And, you know, it was a chance to be with our families and to really, you know, dig in and spend that time together. But it was a bit of a forced, you know, interruption to our careers, 
And so now I think we're seeing like a reemergence back into normal life. I mean, I think we all know, you know, the pandemic's not over, but we are sort of, you know, putting a toe back in the water as we get back to normal a little bit. I think for women, though, that's less so because that pause in some ways caused us to stop and really reevaluate the busyness of our lives of, you know, trying to manage the mental load with the physical load with work and the challenges there. And so it made us, I think, savor a little bit that pause where we got to actually like savor the moment and be with our children. And I think it also made us reevaluate and reimagine what our lives could be. What I think is the problem is that we are set up in society that that reimagined life is not favorable for us. I mean, without, you know, getting too much of a bra burner here or anything like that, we really live in a patriarchal society that is set up that men, it's not even questioned, you know, when they work, when they do all those things. But women, if she's a working mom, if this woman is trying to balance, you know, having a a balance in life, which I personally, like I've said to you before, I don't think exists. I think it's shifting and, you know, reorganizing our priorities. I think women are not set up to succeed naturally. And so I think coming out of COVID, a lot of women want to still claim that reimagined life, that very purposeful life of a little bit more. I guess what's what I'm looking for here? Balance? I don't like balance. Is it like presence? Like Presence. Presence. Yes. Presence. That's a great word. Like being in the moment, right? And choosing, I use the word a very purposeful life, like living a very purposeful life, which I know resonates with you. And so I think we want that, but I think society is going, okay, we're back to it now. So like, how are you going to make this work? And we're sort of, women are pushing back, I think. Women are pushing back, but I also think that some women, because of COVID, just aren't able to get back to it. They don't have daycare anymore. They're worried that schools are going to shut down again. Their spouses lost their jobs. You know, there's all sorts of different things that have happened that, you know, a lot of women are not reentering the workforce. And we're at a deficit right now. I think in Canada, it's like 900,000 open jobs in Canada. And so I think a lot of women you know, want to get back to work or want to be in that place, but they're not able to. Yeah. Oh, that's okay. There's so much there. I could like, I know, totally sorry. <laughs> no, that's so good. 800 different directions. <laughs> it's so good. Okay. It's so good. I think there's probably a lot of people listening and like nodding like, oh yes. I think you're right. I, I feel like a certain sense of we lived it so long in the constant state of uncertainty that I have anxiousness about like putting my foot on the gas in my business or taking a more permanent project or something because I'm just like, uh oh, like what if I don't want to like say yes to somebody that I can do something and all of a sudden the kids are requiring me all the time. But yeah, I was somebody who kind of like right sized my life a little bit in the pandemic. And I constantly forget that people are like, oh, wow, I can't believe you did that. Cause I was like, that's just what my family needed and what we needed. And I just went for it. But I would imagine that if you had a certain life and somewhere in the last two years decided that maybe you needed to tweak it, there's this like very uncomfortable part that comes next, which is like coming to the place that you want to be because you're kind of like letting things go or leaving things behind. Or in my case, like leaving community I loved or having less home or whatever. Right. So it is that we're entering like a pretty uncomfortable time. And then there's all the employers that have to catch up with what we want and maybe that that won't align. I want to talk about balance though, because you brought that up. So Mm -hmm. tell us more about this, because I think it's very permission giving how you are looking at balance, because a lot of times we don't realize we're like wasting energy in this like frustrating thing we think we're trying to achieve. So maybe you can help us 
look at it a little differently. Listen, I don't have all the answers, but I try <laughs> because I struggle with anxiety and guilt. Like full disclosure, I have anxiety disorder. So it's something I definitely spend a lot of time thinking about. And I think a lot of moms have guilt. I mean, as much as I love my hands-on spouse, he definitely doesn't have the level of guilt that I do as a mom and as a working mom, but I think all moms in general. And so I think with balance, I think that's very tied to the mom guilt that we feel. So we feel like we have to be all things to all people. And so what I found is I would find myself thinking when I was really amazing at work, I was, my kids were getting short shrift. Like they just weren't they weren't getting the best of me. And then when I was being this amazing mom, maybe I wasn't like a superstar at work. And like, that's a little bit on me because I'm a type A personality and I like to be a superstar. But all that to say, why does it have to be either or, right? And so I don't think they will ever fully be in balance, but I also think it's about adjusting expectations. And I think that's what I really advocate for is that It's not that I'm better at one or better at the other. It's that I'm prioritizing and that I'm making really deliberate choices. And so maybe it's because I'm getting older, but I'm really learning the value of saying no and being very specific and purposeful in my choices. So to your point, you know, before the pandemic, my kids would be in 600 activities and I would commit to going out with friends and I would commit to all these extra work things. And I would try to do all the things. And then I would feel guilty because I wasn't doing any of them well. And I was burning myself out. And full disclosure, I was pregnant during the pandemic and had a a, a COVID baby. So there was some extra added stress to that. But I found that coming out of that and taking my maternity leave, coming out of that where I was forced to slow down, it really made me think, okay, what are the things that when it all melts away at the end of the day that I want to know and know that I did well? And that's being a great mom, being a great spouse, and being a great contributor in my workplace. And so I love my friends, but I know that they all understand that I'm busy, just like you are. All of the moms, we all have text chains going because that's our main way of communication. And so you guys get that. And so I don't need to feel guilt about that. My mom, yeah. my family, they get it. I don't need to feel guilt about that. You know, I don't need to be the Pinterest mom. My kids don't need to have, you know, the home-baked goods. I buy things. I outsource things. I give my permission, myself permission to not feel guilty and to not take on as much as I used to. And I, like, I'm still struggling with it, full disclosure. But mm-hmm. I definitely try to be more purposeful in the choices that I make these days because I think it is a shift of prioritization. Sometimes my kids win. Sometimes my work wins. Sometimes I win. And like, that's life. And that's what I think I was saying to you. Like life is about choices. We all still have to go to the dentist and pay our taxes and do all the adult things we don't want to do. But once you're done and that all melts away, what are the things that you're being really purposeful and intentional about in terms of your life and the way you want it to look? And that's what I think is the gift that COVID gave us. Yeah. Even though COVID mostly sucked, that is the one gift it gave us. (laughs) Yeah, I've talked to a couple of people recently are like, oh, man, I forgot. Like, I I really liked some slow weekends. I really liked things that that COVID gave me when it came to like a pause in time with my family. And now I feel like I'm running around to all these activities again. Uh Oh, and I'm like, but you know what? You're awake to it. You're like you even have identified where you like oops. And so you can like course correct. And you got yeah, my yourself kids, my kids are only in like, no, they each get one activity. Right. And, we, and then we do, we, we do one activity and like it's the birthday party circuit. Like that's the thing that started back up again. And like, I realized how much of my life is spent running kids to birthday parties. And so like, you know, maybe we say no to some birthday parties now. 
they don't always yeah. love it, but they understand that it means that we get to do things like go to the park or they get to hang out in their pajamas for the day. So, you know, it's choices. Yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. I have like the playdates and stuff like that haven't started up again, but birthdays have. But I said like, I also don't want to spend my time like running around to a bunch of different playdates in different directions for each kid and stuff like that all summer. So I was like, maybe we have like an end of summer party. <laughs> maybe we have an end of school party and like everyone just hangs out in the driveway and like, I don't know, something. And they were they were both like pretty excited about that. But I also tried to align like camps with their friends where I could. So that they had, you know, like some connection during the summer and stuff like that. But okay, so you touched a little bit about like how many women haven't gone back into the workforce that had to leave during COVID for various reasons or were forced to leave or something like that. And, and, and I think this, this like anxiety that we have or that the roles don't align with the, mm-hmm. what we're, what we need from work is a, mm-hmm. is a pretty important piece. And I also know that. Some women feel really trapped. Like I need the paycheck. I need to work. But this like this work isn't working for me. Do you have mm-hmm. any advice for them? Because I know you found alignment between what you need and your and your employer. And I'm wondering if you have any advice for other people. Yeah, I mean, I think it started with being honest with myself. So again, a little bit about my backstory. You know, I came back after my maternity leave to a company that I had been with for almost 11 years and had grown up with, had all my kids at this place. It was like my family and it's an, it's an amazing organization. But what I realized when I came back was that you're right. It wasn't in line with who I was anymore and the growth that I wanted. And so I had finished growing my family, but it, now it was time to grow myself. And so that was the piece that I made a very purposeful choice on. And so I think we as women don't often choose ourselves. I could have stayed there at that organization. It was comfortable. People liked and respected me. I loved the values that the company stood for. I still have a ton of respect for that organization, but it wasn't challenging me anymore. It wasn't giving me opportunities to grow, to lead, to be the better person that I needed to be. And I'll be, I'll be really honest and say, like, I, I have more respect for women who stay at home than, I mean, it's hard no matter what. It's hard staying home or working, but I am not someone who could stay at home. So kudos to you. Kudos to anybody that can do it because I can't do it. I've tried throughout mat leaves, extending mat leaves and I get antsy and I need to be out there in the mix of it. I get FOMO. I need to be like mixing it up and like learning and growing. And so. I made a choice to choose myself and to choose my growth, even though it maybe was going to be a bit harder for me and for my family because I'm with a new organization. I'm learning a new job. My hours are different. But what I did is I was really purposeful in going out and seeking out an organization that aligned to my values, that values mental health, that, you know, we get a once, once a month day off at the end of every month to invest in ourselves. Our president regularly talks about well-being and mental health. I got a free subscription to masterclass from my organization oh, nice. to like invest in my own learning and growth. And so I went and did the research and I found an organization very, again, purposely that aligned with who I was, aligned with the kind of life I want to lead. And, you know, I mean, there was obviously some other factors there. You know, I, I, I did interviews and all those things. It didn't just happen overnight. But I automatically said, I don't want these types of jobs anymore. I don't want this type of an or- like an organization. I don't want the hustle mentality as much. Now, don't get me wrong. I still work really hard and I work with incredibly smart people who work their butts off. But I will say that there's a lot more room, room for growth, 
room for giving ourselves grace in terms of, you know, our families come just as importantly as just as important, sorry, to us as the job and the work that we're doing. And so I think once I was clear in what I wanted and knew what I wanted, I was able to go out and find those organizations that align with my values. Mm, I love that. I think that's really important because when I was when I was realizing that work, that my current role didn't align with what my family needed from me at the time, I didn't see like a way out. I talked to one or two other employers and I was like, this isn't getting me. I don't think this is going to get me what I needed. So I ended up taking that break. But I love that we both like looked and like we're really purposeful with it. And I think that I love that you brought it back to it's it was about what you needed, because if you'd listed those three things, I want to be a good mom and good spouse. I don't want to be a good employee. And it all starts with like you feeling happy and excited and like in alignment with what you're doing and how you're spending your time. I have been growing and learning, but it's more about like starters for sourdough and. <laughs> hey, but that's, but that's my point, right? Like they're not, I hate that dialogue of like one being better than the other. Cause like, I'm sorry. I couldn't make a sourdough if you paid me a million dollars. Not, a, not only that, I don't want to, but like that should be right. okay. It doesn't make one less or better, right? Like just because totally. I've been doing one thing and you're making sourdoughs. Like this is the, this is the conversation. This is the system that we've been set up on. This is where I get fired. Kirstie, I get fired. I know. Because like we've been set up to fail. We've been set up to be better or less than, and it's not fair. I know. And I joke. And then sometimes people, and it's probably like, you're probably one of those people that I put in this group. That's like, hold up. Like your kids needed you like emotionally in like ways that some other people didn't. And and I always like. You can't put a dollar value on that. Like you can't. I know, I know. I downplay, I downplay it so much. And, and I always use this like accidental stay at home mom thing, but I really love being a stay at home mom. But I also am like, I have to remind myself because people are like, what? No, you like wrote books and launched a podcast and renovated a yeah. house. And I'm like, I know, but I'm just like grouping that all in stay at home mom. It's just different choices, right? And like, yes. that's the thing. Yeah. Like I read something, I think I was telling you about this earlier. I read something online about how if you took the amount, like from the mental load and then the physical work that mothers do, if you took that and like harnessed it in terms of a dollar value, like we'd all be billionaires. We'd be Elon mm-hmm. Musk, right? Yeah. But well, better they than Elon They couldn't afford Musk. us. They couldn't <laughs> afford us. But that's, but that's the point, right? Is that we've been set up within this system that doesn't recognize the the mental load that we carry that doesn't recognize or value you know the work that we do and and so I get really like so frustrated and I don't have an answer I'm not like I don't have an answer but I think having these conversations having each other's backs talking about that putting the value out there you know and then finding organizations that align with those values and and that like value the family time just as much as they do and I also say this Kirsty. Like, I know you and I have a level of privilege that maybe some others don't have to make those choices. So I want to recognize that because I have a spouse that works incredibly hard as well. And I have a level of financial privilege and things that many others, you know, single moms, other people don't. And so it's easy for me to sit here and say, oh, you know, make a choice, choose, choose the organization that aligns with my values. But some people are just struggling to get by. And I think that's coming out of COVID. The part that stresses me out the most is the inequities that have been highlighted in our society and at the core of it are that we don't set women up for success yeah yeah i agree with you 
Yeah. And it's like, I mean, I did end up, I guess, choosing an organization that aligned with my values, but it was purely just like being in the home, right? Like that is what I needed. And I think I'm finally like years later coming into like clarity around like you did make a choice. It wasn't accidental and it was what you needed. And it like filled me up. And I, I, I say this online too. Like I say, you know, be the person that I want to fall in love with. And mm, I, I love that, by the way. Lot. And I'm like, it's so true. Like the person that decided like their health was important and they wanted to do these creative projects and they wanted to renovate a home and they wanted to do this stuff with their family. That is the person that I'm totally going to fall in love with. So I was like, you are. Yeah, it's not. That person is out there. I have faith. Very intentional. Yeah, but it is. And you're right, because like by the time that you find that person, because I know you will, I take all my inspiration from Jen Hatmaker. She is like, you are are my Jen Hatmaker. But. All that to say, it's true for any of us, even those of us who have spouses and partners that we are currently in love with. I'm a better partner to my husband when I'm happy because like he's the one who bears the brunt of my moods and my anxiety and all those things. I mean, get it. That's marriage, right? But when you come to that relationship as that whole person who's made those intentional choices for your life, that guy or girl will have won the jackpot. No, you're so sweet. But you're right. It is so true. Like if you didn't make those choices coming out of your mat leave for yourself, then all three of those things that you want to like nail in this lifetime would, would have in not suffered, but like they would, it would have been harder for you to do those, those three roles if you hadn't prioritized yourself. I think that's so important. A hundred percent. And I will say like, obviously it was a conversation, right? Like I had to say to my partner, like I'm taking this job, I'm choosing this, this choice. And it was not easy. It was very emotional. And we had a lot of conversations because it also meant some trade-offs. You know, I lead a bigger team. I have more responsibilities. And so there's a little bit more required of me. But then on the flip side, I have a lot more leeway and freedom in many ways. And so it was a trade-off for us. And it was, it was a discussion. And I think that if we're clear on what we want, then it makes things easier. And I, I say that in the, I had a year on, you know, I was on mat leave with a baby. So I wasn't doing nothing. I have three kids. So you're never not yeah. doing anything, but, but I had more time to sit with my own thoughts and to sit with the life that I imagined because I wasn't out doing the hundred baby classes and the music classes. I had an amazing group of moms who we've formed a, a chat support network and they're awesome. And they were really truly my, my mom groups are always my, you know, my saving grace, but they really were during this COVID pandemic mat leave. But I had more time to sit and think and get really clear with myself on like, what do I want my life to look like after this? I I've, I've haven't mm-hmm. seen friends and family. I haven't had a job that I felt super passionate and energized about for a couple of years. So so what do I want and how do I make that happen? I love that. That's we need to like I need my mind is like turning with like how do women get that when they're like in the thick of it? It's not COVID, it's not mm-hmm. Mali, but like how do they create that time for themselves to think about that? Because it's really important because you ca- you need to you need to give yourself time to think about it. it and it just happened to align, I guess, for you with all of that. But do you know what? It's funny you say that because I have a mom friend who was unapologetic about doing that for herself. She said to her husband, I am booking an Airbnb. I'm going away for three days. I'm going to focus on my business and my job and the goals that I need to achieve for myself and tag, like you're up, hubby. You go do this. You parent, you run the house. And she just unapologetically went and took that time for herself. And I like, again, level of privilege. 
But I think if we're able to do it, we as moms and women need to be unapologetic about carving out that time for ourselves. And like, you know, maybe guys go on golf weekends. Well, maybe we go sit in Airbnb, at an Airbnb by ourselves for three days and spend the time reflecting on what we want or launching that new passion project we have. I think we just need to get a lot more firm in the boundaries and a lot more firm in, in saying this is what we need and we're going to take it. Mm, I love that. Okay. There's so much permission being given in this episode. We're going to get clear. We're going to have good boundaries and we're going to acknowledge all the work that we're doing. I love it. Any other parting words of wisdom? Also, I'm going to make sure that all the articles that Michelle and I like yes. consumed in around these topics are linked in the show notes. But anything else that you think gives women permission? Listen, I will say here in all full disclosure, I don't have it figured out. I <laughs> I want to be really clear in saying like I'm talking very definitively about these things, but I struggle. I struggle every day still. And I think it's about being kind to myself and it's going to get me all emotional because I didn't think about it. It's it's kindness to ourselves. If I leave you, if I leave anybody, if I leave myself with anything, because I tell my kids this all the time, at the end of the day, are we kind humans? Are we kind to ourselves? Are we kind to our friends and our family? And so I think it gets like really comes down to showing ourselves that kindness. And so you may think you're not killing it at work. You may think you're not killing it at home, but you're not the only one. Reach out, ask for help. Your mental health matters. And at the end of the day, just be kind to yourself. That's that's mm. my big takeaway. Be kind to yourself. That. I love that. It's so true. And I love that you mentioned like you're not alone in it because it's true. Like if you have a sick parent, like there's somebody in your network that can like, I have learned that through going through separating that, that there's always somebody out there. They might not be part of your everyday group that you connect with, but like there's people that can offer like really great, I don't know, compassion and empathy and, and resources and things like that. So if it's like your career is not getting you excited, if there's a sick parent, if you're divorcing, like there's always, you're going to constantly have to evolve and change those boundaries and get mm-hmm. clear and things that so there's always going to be things shifting, but you're not alone in it. And And I think ask for that help, right? Like, I mean, the the problem with it is, is that we don't often ask for it. And I mean, I'm a bit of an open book. I I share a lot of my social media. You share a lot. So we're, we're pretty much, I think, well, we're extroverts, right? But for those people who are introverts, I think it's a little bit harder. Mm -hmm. And we've been sort of conditioned not to always ask for help or to share. And so like, Mm -hmm. if you can't get that help or you're too shy or nervous to ask for it, just like start with cutting yourself some slack know that you are not alone and and don't you know go by the shiny glossy instagram reels that you see all the time right go by the fact that you're right someone else out there has a sick parent someone else out there is going through a divorce and so take that and be really kind to yourself and know that you're not alone awesome i love it i will include a couple of great links to resources in the show notes too so if you're feeling like okay i do need to have a better network i will include that for you So thank you, Michelle. I so appreciate this and the conversation. It's so juicy. I know we could go on and on, but yeah, I think you you and I could talk forever. So (laughs) thanks, Christy. It was so fun. I really appreciate it. Guys, recently I had the opportunity to take part in the Propeller Experience. And I want to make sure you guys know about this program because I think it's hugely valuable to anybody who is wondering what next in their career, if they want to go for a promotion, if they want to look for a new job, if they're thinking of starting their own business. The Propeller Experience by Talent 
is a digital program and community designed to help women get clear and excited about their future growth and career opportunities. It's time for you to reclaim yourself and step back into who you really are. You know it. And you need to do it alongside other women who can support you and help you get there faster. To learn more about the program or join, you can reach out directly and connect with Jenny, who we've had on the podcast. You can book an appointment with her at the link that I've included in the show notes, or you can visit We Are Talent on Instagram and the website wearetalent.com. I really hope you guys check out this program. I think it can help so many people. I think it's been so well designed, and I believe that it's opening up conversations that we need to be having around flexible work, flexible talent, and more opportunities to make work work for women. That's We Are Talent, and it's called The Propeller Experience. Thanks for listening to Embrace Simplified, the podcast. I hope you picked up some inspiration today and that you take action to feel your best. Can you guys do me a solid? If you've enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review. It helps more people find the podcast. If you know someone who needs to hear this episode, shoot them a text right now and share it. I love getting those notes from friends. And I also love seeing where you're listening from. So please keep tagging us online at Embrace Simplified. Don't forget to subscribe so you can catch new episodes as they drop. Until next time, I'm your host, Kirsty. Remember, you have it in you to simplify your life. Oh,